to another episode of So You Think That Was Good, Do You? A podcast where we take a look back at the films from your childhood and question the absurdity of their universes. My name is Evan, and as always, I'm joined by Sam and Carl. How you doing, boys? Why don't you kick us off today, Carl? <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> I've been hiding for so long. Yeah, I'm doing good, mate. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Apart from absolutely quaking in my boots after watching this film but otherwise good that might be our best how you're doing boys yet and not that you asked but i am fantastic because this week we're joined by a very special guest not only is he a dj and music producer i also have the pleasure of calling him my friend please everyone give a very big hello and welcome to pantile aka johnny how you doing johnny Hey, I'm very good, thank you. I'm very excited to be on. Like Sam said, it's very spoopy. Very spoopy <laughs> episode. Very spooky. And hopefully someday, I hope to have the honour of also calling you a producer. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I was losing confidence. <laughs> well, I've actually not written the name of the movie into my notes, so I'll begin with that. This week, Johnny chose 1990s arachnophobia Starring Jeff Daniels. Oh, and John Goodman. Yes, but everyone else, who cares? Yeah, it wasn't exactly star-studded, was it? Mm-mm-mm. This would have been a, like, you know, a sci-fi channel that just shows exclusively shit horror and sci-fi movies. This would have belonged straight to there if it'd been anyone other than, than Jeff Daniels in the lead role, because he carried this. Nick Cage would be the other option. Yeah, that would have been fantastic. You can put him in any movie and it would be good, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right, well, let's get started, as usual, with a quick plot synop. We're sick of the same old plot synops here, describing kind of what happens in the movie. So this week, we've asked ChatGPT every time. Oh, we're going with this one, are we? We are indeed. <laughs> ChatGPT to create a plot synop where every other word is spider. So here we go. Let's see me try get through this. Spoiler alert, it's not. Spider is a spider horror comedy that will make your skin crawl. In this spider, a new spider moves into a spider and unwittingly unleashes a spider infestation. As the spiders start to spin their spider around the spider, panic sets in as the spider realise they're in a sticky spider. <laughs> but what's it about? It doesn't say a word about what it's about what happened. Remember when we were asked to start including plot synopsis so people could follow along and now yeah. we've just ruined them completely. <laughs> I've watched it twice and I've completely forgotten from that synop. I thought it was just going to plop Spider in every now and then, but it did just replace every important point with Spider. But we're about to go through the plot. People can follow along yeah. as we go along. The movie starts as we pan in over a lake in the wake of a boat. And this is a scene straight out of Anaconda. Just complete yeah. parallels to that. Could be the same movie, Anacondophobia. And we meet uh, Jerry Manley and Dr. James Atherton, who are in, I believe you said Venezuela just now, Sam? Yeah. They didn't actually say that at any point, I don't think. But having Googled it, this was apparently... So they might have said it later on, but at this point, they don't mention that it's Venezuela. Okay, well, they're there to climb a mountain that, as legend would have it, uh, those who climb never return. But they're smart 
small game hunters, whatever that means in the context of what we're about to find out is spiders, and they choose to fly there. They reach the top of the mountain and meet their, their local guide, who is going to take them down into one of the 10,000, no, not 10,000 feet, surely that's too much, 2,000 feet caverns, holes in the side of the mountain to find something. Yeah. I, I want to say, they, yeah, they do describe themselves as small game hunters, mm -hmm. which is an insane way for a spider researcher to describe themselves. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Are you hunting it specifically? I mean, as we'll find out, they murder everything. Does a good job. <laughs> <laughs> as hunters go, it's great. But yeah, I wouldn't say that's how a scientist should describe themselves. Definitely not. But Manly is a person I don't understand. Because he hates everything about being there. He doesn't want to be in nature. He doesn't like animals. And yet he's gone to the rainforest to photo animals in nature whilst complaining mm -hmm. about it the whole time. I think it's because he was nervous. Yeah, it's like he saw the advert saying photographer needed and then just <laughs> didn't read the rest of it and just went, oh, I, I have a camera. I'll, I'll come. He said he was a football photographer as well, which is the thing. How did someone who's exclusively yeah. like a, a sports photographer go to Venezuela to take pictures of spiders. This is very much a Craigslist job. Yeah. $200. <laughs> totally is. No questions. Minus the kidnappings. Let's be honest, they get their money's worth because he doesn't take a single fucking picture when he needs to. <laughs> yeah, they do just keep going, can you take a picture of that? Can you take a picture? It would have been easier to just buy a camera instead of <laughs> waiting yeah. for that camera to get over a fever somewhere in a different city. <laughs> Yeah, and he's asked to take pictures of the surrounding rainforests and tapuis. Which, as we all know... <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know what that is. And he's like, oh, a what? Tapui? It means mountain mm. in the local language. <laughs> Say mountain, then. Why would I know what that means? <laughs> it's like, this doctor is like every person after a gap year. So I was oh. six months in South oh, Africa. Oh, God, he is. And now I'm going to call my shoes techies from now on. Well, he even says... Oh, it's an Indian word, which means such and such. I don't know if that's some time completely irrelevant to where we are then. Yeah, the cool. Spanish-speaking nation. Yeah, because when everyone was speaking Spanish and he said Indian word, I was baffled as to where they were. <laughs> then we see the guide, who's a bloke in a loincloth with like um, the haircut of tribal-looking face paints. Osborne. Osborne. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, where are we? What's going on? Who is this guy? <laughs> and I have to conclude that he's not just a racist caricature. He's just really good at like marketing himself. He's just a regular guy who's like, no one wants a guide who's got like a shirt and jeans on. I've got to get the loincloth. I've got to get the, the tribal paint. I've got to speak only in grunts. <laughs> and I've got to put an ad on Craigslist. <laughs> yeah. Well, they make their way down the, the cliff towards one of the, the sinkholes, uh, which is their destination. This is where Atherton, Dr. Atherton, reveals that his speciality is spiders and insects. And you're right, Manly says that his speciality is baseball, so he's very much out of place. The guide sort of shows them the way down, but after about 500 feet says that he'll go no further. So there are now about 1,990 feet above the basin, and they make the rest of the way down themselves. Another person who didn't read the ad. We need someone to take it to guide us to here. Oh, I'll guide you. But I don't go there. <laughs> I'll show you where the hole is. Like an Uber drop-off point. <laughs> Pretty much. Uber who's like, nah, I live in the opposite direction. <laughs> I'll stop here. 
so they they eventually get to the bottom of the sinkhole without the guide, uh, and Atherton points out that the the air temperature has dropped by ten degrees, as if like this is going to be some scientific foundation for the rest of the movie. But I assure you, this is the last of the science in this movie. From now on, it is just spiders. Yeah, I was assuming that was. A, a, some sort of explanation as to why they can survive being transported to California, maybe. Yeah. But it's never mentioned again. The only time it's mentioned is in one throwaway comment later on where he says, oh, there's a load of webs in my barn. And uh, the exterminator oh, says, yes. no, nah, spiders wouldn't set up a mate in there. It's a bit chilly for them. Mm. That is the only link. Didn't need to be there. This movie expects viewers to be far more intelligent than us. That's the problem. <laughs> Also, those two points are far too far apart. One's at the beginning yeah, yeah. of the movie, that other bit is at the very end. I did not remember that. Otherwise, usually I did split this into two because I can't do marathons anymore. Uh, so anyway, so Manley's pretending to take photos of stuff at the bottom, mostly failing to, and he falls on a spider's web. So there's like several crew down there, and one of them tells him that he's got to be careful because he's too big for them to carry home, which I, I quite like. That's badass. None of them seem to be concerned that the spider's webs that they're seeing are far bigger than any spider's web they've ever seen. And they're all <laughs> acting pretty normally around them. And even Manly, who's clearly afraid to be down there, isn't too concerned with just how ginormous they are. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they sort of mention tarantulas at one point as an example of a similar sized species, but I was under the impression they didn't weave fucking enormous webs. Like trampolines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, not for Manly. <laughs> These are just kind of... I mean, they're, they're, they're monsters. They're, it's It looks like a tarantula. It's the size of a tarantula, but it spins a web that tarantulas don't. And it's got really strong venom that tarantulas don't. And then they've got all of the queen and soldier uh, shit going yeah, on. Yeah, we're going to get uh, into that, yeah. I'm sure. Like the water striders <laughs> of the tuxedo. <laughs> it's always fucking bugs, isn't it? On this podcast. It's kissing kids, it's massive teeth, and it's fucking bugs. That's the, the trifecta of things that glues us together. Oh, there's some bug fucking coming, don't you worry. <laughs> oh my god. The next step, obviously, here, once you discover a new species of spider, is to immediately gas the entire area. And Atherton <laughs> ticks this box because he puts on that big fog machine and everything within 50 feet dies. They drop from the trees, including this new species. Hundreds of butterflies just being collected into these horrible sort of BDSM-y funnels. <laughs> this can't be how you find new species. It, just it is can't. not. It is not. Just, hey, look, it's the first example of a new species. And check this out, it's the last example of a new species. <laughs> <laughs> Only found in this part of the world. Let's destroy it. We've discovered 700 new extinct species. <laughs> I will say that that fog machine also made it look like a Motley Crue video. <laughs> Do you reckon they have the same bug economy as Mimic then? If we make these bugs far rarer, worth more. Just kill oh, off God, every I single one of them. Oh God, I forgot about the bug economy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we touched on it slightly either last week or the week before the bug economy. I don't know what I'm going on about. Atherton finds a living spider amongst all the, the corpses of this new species. I'll just cut that all out. <laughs> but this species seems to be resistant to the nameless gas that he's used to kill everything else in the area. But also so do the, the humans seem to be because nobody puts on a mask. They're all fine. But one of these spiders then uh, jumps into the backpack of one of the crew, who turns out to be Mr. Manly, uh, hides away in his backpack and plots his revenge. 
Atherton then gets a chance to analyse this spider once they get back to the camp and points out to everyone that it has no sexual organs. So like soldier ants or worker bees, uh, these are sort of drone-like I was about to say insects, and I heard you in my head before you said it, Sam. Spiders are not insects, arachnids. I was going to say a damn thing. (laughs) And then Manly comes down with a bit of the flu or something. He's feeling a bit queasy. He's not getting paid enough for this shit, so he goes for a little lie down. He's not doing anything. (laughs) uh, Unfortunately, the the spider does uh, decide to join him. Uh, gives him a bite and Manly just fucking jizzes himself to death. Cue the music. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that whole scene is a bit odd. It's where the first bite is quite scary. You see it bite him on the leg or whatever and you see it and then the blood comes out. And then he sits bolt upright and then his face goes all contorted. And then it's just this one shot of his hand grabbing the bed really tightly. (laughs) Like he's in the throes of passion. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, with how with when we see him later and how dried up dried dried up he is, he one hundred percent came to death. (laughs) Sucked dry for sure. But he, I mean, when when the spider's crawling up his leg, this is a pedantic point. When it's crawling up his leg, like the lump in the bed sheet is enormous. This is a monstrous spider, and it's on his leg, and he doesn't react at all until he looks down, and there it is. I don't know about you, if something like brushes against my toe in the night, I'm up. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was up as well. So was he. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't the spider, it was his hand wandering. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he dies pretty much immediately, but luckily the team has got a coffin ready to go. They made one earlier. He's boxed up and shipped back to... Kanaima, where his family live. This, I, I was confused at first. I thought it was still in Argentina, but this is America, right? This isn't. Yeah, this is it, California. It's like American. Yeah. But uh, apparently, the name Kanaima is where they shot it in Venezuela. That was the area in Venezuela oh. that they shot it. So that's yeah, that's what that. I'm going to pretend nice like touch. that's why I was confused. Thank you, Johnny. You're very welcome. Yeah, and cut out where you said that it was Argentina as well. Hmm. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, I have complete control over all of this. Venezuela. Um, (laughs) So in the funeral home, uh, they're taking a good old look at this body that's just arrived. The body that belongs to Mr... Well, say belongs to... to, Yeah, your body belongs to you. Your body belongs to Mr. Manly. uh, And it's all dusty. (laughs) Yeah, get used to that, Johnny. I am all over the place. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. And he is all dried up. And we, we're just here to see that the well, spider has is. arrived with him. Yes. <laughs> and the stuff that's on the spider is also dried up. And it <laughs> escapes the box and crawls off into the town somewhere. This is the aforementioned general spider, which will become uh, important later on. Also, I hate that name. The, the general spider. Sounds too mediocre. Mm. It's a pretty general spider. <laughs> oh, fantastic. No, what? No. <laughs> Oh, was that oh, not I a pun? That was the joke already being made. <laughs> no, I'm not smart enough to do that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that was just a terrible shit joke. That's top level for me, mate. <laughs> I liked it in the um, when they're in the morgue or uh, wherever it is, the funeral home, and the the guy's on the phone to the man or whatever, and he's like, "Well, you can come in, but I wouldn't. I really wouldn't." It was, All right, you will then. Okay, come in and see your horribly destroyed son's body. 
Come and look at this fallout ghoul that we're going to insist is your brother or son. It could be fucking anyone. Yeah. So the spider crawls out of the funeral home and a crow swoops down at the sky and picks it up. It flies it through the air. You see a bit of a tassel. Obviously that fucking bird is going to die. Otherwise we wouldn't have the rest of the movie. And it crash lands in our now new protagonist garden. Ross Jennings and his wife Holly, who are moving into their new house in Canima. And the music, as soon as this bird is murdered in the air and they crash land on the site of their imminent massacre, the music gets so nice and gentle and it really spun me out. I was like, this, <laughs> this isn't right. This doesn't feel right. That happens a few times in this movie where it suddenly changes genre for some reason to like some happy, go-lucky Americana movie about a family who's just trying to fit in. But it's not that. I think it's kind of a bizarre kind of bit of weird humour. I like that as they're moving in, we get to see... I can't call him Ross. It feels wrong. He's, he doesn't like a Ross. He looks only like a Jeff. No. He's yeah. a Jeff in every movie. But we see his <laughs> wine collection because he's decided to invest all his money in bottles and bottles of wine. He's going to have his own little wine what cellar. Prick. Yeah. He, he's mad at them in case they shift his sediment whilst they're unloading it. But he's invested in boxes of 1986 Chateau Margot. And I've done my research, boys. Oh, yes. <laughs> of <course> you have. <laughs> he said they're $127 a bottle. So I went online. Turns out this is a real wine brand and a real vintage. They now sell for $400 a bottle. There's a shit Not investment. Bad. Stop being impressed. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh wait. Yeah, actually, oh, you yeah. could have just had the money, was, couldn't you? That was 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> forgot how long ago this was. If you'd have put $127 into an S&P 500 tracker, it'd be $2,900 nowadays. <laughs> Terrible me, investment. Depressing. Terrible. But my, did he brag about it to that mover? That horrible, but, poor mover yeah. delivery man. <laughs> Don't <laughs> shake my wine. Like, you know how much this is, mate? <laughs> More than you're earning today. Yeah. yeah. Better get a big padlock to stop people like you stealing it. But you'd love this, wouldn't you? You'd love this. <laughs> lock it away. But it's all horse shit anyway. He's saying, oh, no, we don't drink it. This is my investment for the future. And then every single night within this movie, he is getting pissed. Yeah. Swigging away. There's a scene where... <laughs> His daughter tries to take a half-finished glass of wine off him, and he almost looked like it, he was going to hit her. <laughs> he had a hand off. This is not an investment. <laughs> well, what a great segue, because Ross's terrible investments are now the subject of the next conversation with his wife, Holly, because he is the the new doctor in town, and he's worried that he's not going to have enough patients here for them to, to make a living on unlike when they were in San Francisco and they had more. <laughs> Cheers for that. Myself. Usually I'm better than this. <laughs> more. You want more? <laughs> Ross then goes to meet the, the current doctor in town, Dr. Metcalf, who promised to retire before... I keep wanting to say everything like more now to retire before Dr. Jennings comes. But then he then says that he's not going to retire and he's sort of put in this weird situation where he has no customers. They're basically customers in this town and in America. Uh, so he's not going to make any money to afford that house, essentially leaving him jobless. If only some sort of 
spider epidemic was about to happen and he could make a load of money on spider bike bills, eh? The old, what was his name? Dr. Metcalf. Yeah. Dr. Metcalf. His reasoning was, you've only got one thing left to do after retirement and I've watched too many of my friends do it. He, he's talking about wanking, right? <laughs> <laughs> it went on to cams. Yeah. <laughs> But the other thing is, surely they couldn't... What's the problem with having two doctors? Could it, Could this town not have two doctors? Especially if one's about to retire in six months. It's not even like, I'm going to keep working for ten years. It probably says a lot about him as a doctor, doesn't it? Oh, you're mm. retired without medical insurance, are you? <laughs> oh, you'll be dead in two days then. <laughs> well, after hearing this bad news, uh, Dr. Jennings leaves the doctor's office and goes outside and he has a little run-in with the sheriff of the town, uh, Lloyd something, and he's threatening to give Dr. Jennings a ticket. He's supposed to just be like this bully-type character, but all this really is is a segue into meeting Mrs. Holloway. Holloway? Hollings. Holloway? (laughs) Oh, nice. And she tears up the ticket and says that she will become uh, one of Dr. Jennings' patience so we can make a little bit of money she also got a nice zing on in on that policeman though what was he it? was always a bully i should know i kept him back a year <laughs> like he was such a prick little smug little thumb-headed prick <laughs> he was a cunt i don't know why he was in this movie he contributed nothing other than being <laughs> the bully there to be a scene. dickhead yeah ross then goes home and tells his wife uh, about this this doctor not retiring and they're, they're just a little bit more worried about their future name one thing that we've skipped over that happens at some point before now is they find a spider in the house. I think it's when they're moving in. Yeah. And Jeff Ross has to get his wife, probably as a name, to move it for him because he's so terrified of spiders. So she grabs it carefully, grabs this little spider out of one of their boxes and delicately takes it over to the barn where she thinks it'll be safer and out of the way. He kind of follows, I think he follows her like a lapdog and tells her all about his story about when he was a kid and a spider crawled on him. Like, that's his most interesting story. Fuck you. Yeah. Two years old as well. Come on, man. Yeah. How can you be that emotionally scarred as a two-year-old? <laughs> so Miss uh, Polly, I think her name is, and Mrs. Jennings, discovers like a huge fucking spider web in the barn and she's about to go tell... Not Jeff Ross about it. Uh, and then she finds the spider. She takes it back out to the barn because she's found the spider's web. And you're right. He relays this story of being a baby, he says, in the crib. And he can remember a spider crawling on his leg. And that was it. And he couldn't move because he was a baby. And that's why he's so terrified of spiders. And we get Awful worked story. in the most awkward movie, t- half movie title into the script of the film where she just goes, arachnophobe. And then that's it. But also, he didn't know what that was. He's a Yale-qualified doctor, and you're telling me this motherfucker doesn't know what arachnophobia is? Yeah. He missed day one at school when they did the A's. That was the problem. (laughs) (laughs) He was too scared to go into any spider lectures. When they first put that spider in the shed, just as a little joke to myself, I thought, oh, the poor little guy's been put in the shed with Mr. Big. What's going to happen to him? Turns out exactly what you would expect to happen in the ship with Mr. Big. Did not realise, because later on we find out that they are... Everything happens because the general spider mates with a local species. Mm. Oh, I didn't even pick up on the significance of this. Cue the Barry one. Yeah. 
Oh, so is this the queen spider from later? I don't know if that's one of the ones that hatched and just got real big real quick. I think they said that, yeah, that the spider that was mated with then births the queen. Oh, okay, right. I'm missing all this important lore. I mean, we don't, so we know that these two spiders mate. We're talking about it now. We know that these two spiders (laughs) mate. You have to watch the film to get this, but there's a size difference there. And I don't know which way around it was going. But it was either a hot dog down a sinkhole situation or something far more harrowing. I think it's the harrowing one because the, the male is the is the imported spider. The house spider must have been a female. Do we know that? Okay. Yeah, because the, the main, the pro, what do they call it? The, the general spider, which is the, the one that was imported with the coffin, that's a male. Uh, and the, the, the female spider was like, ones we get, just a... Your average house spider that you'd happily pick up and put outside. Well, not me, but Chloe would. Sure. <laughs> uh, so, as some like some form of self-prescribed therapy here, Holly tries to force Ross to to climb the ladder in the barn towards the the spider webs, just to sort of try and break his fear of them. Uh, the ladder breaks itself, dragon web and emaciated rat onto Ross, and and then they run from the barn laughing. Ha 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 ha! And it's revealed that there were eggs in the barn from those spiders fucking. Uh, so it must have happened a little bit earlier than this, actually, when she brought the spider out, which then hatch as they leave. So now we just have a little interlude where uh, Doctor Jennings Ross is sort of schmoozing the local community uh, to try and get patients. And the only real importance of this scene is that we see the sort of spiders spreading out from the barn because they've all hatched and they're making kind of their way through uh, town. I was a little underwhelmed here that these weren't giant spiders. I've never seen this film before and I did expect eight-legged freak style sized spiders and we just get sort of, they are normal spiders, they're just really deadly. So I feel like that does detract from it slightly. It detracted for me the same way at first because I like you had seen eight-legged freaks but mm. later on we get scenes where where are they they could be hidden anywhere which i think added a lot yeah. more suspense than the six foot tall spiders from eight-legged freaks that is literally the fear of spiders for me they could be anywhere <laughs> i don't have that same fear but when later on we'll, we will get to it there's a scene where they're searching in every cup and every like in the plants that's where you're like oh i'm sort of feeling it a bit now Yes. Didn't, yeah, didn't enjoy yeah. that. Also, that shower scene would have been much less sexy if there was a six-foot spider in there, would there? So, <laughs> Also, just as li- unnecessary, though. That, that little uh, spider put in the shed would have been just exploded. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, At that party as well, we get to meet Happy Gilmore's gran as well. She's in it. And, yes, uh, is that Mr. Manley's parents? No, they are there, and she's going she's well overboard wife. on the old wine. Yeah, They're, Happy Gilmore's gran is the doctor's wife. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yes, 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 yes. And um, get to meet who I formerly thought was Meatloaf. Not Meatloaf. Someone called Peter Jason. But as I was saying earlier, completely questioned my entire knowledge of Meatloaf's film career. In that I had to look at all of his previous films to make sure he was an actor and it wasn't just Peter Jason. Johnny's been thinking Meatloaf was in so many films. Yeah. The most prolific actor in Hollywood. <laughs> He's in every film, isn't he, Meatloaf? God, I loved him in Ghostbusters. <laughs> then no one noticed, though, at this party, or it might have just been me, that we're in a Californian town called Canima, and it is the whitest town in history. <laughs> just the oldest, whitest town that's ever existed. 
and all they're complaining yeah. about are these is these goddamn dangerous South American invasive species getting <laughs> over the folk. border. Don't forget about the city folk. This <laughs> yeah. hotshot coming in with his family, injecting some more blood into the community. They don't want to water down our backwater. I like the callback there to Anaconda, Cole, which had a very similar sort of keep them out tone, didn't it? From um, well, John Voight. John was Voight. In it, yeah. <laughs> Apparently intentionally yes. by John Voight, yeah. Anyway, everybody retires from the party and we follow Mrs. Hollings back to her house who was uh, Dr. Jennings' first patient. And it's sort of supposed to be this ominous scene, but a normal-sized spider bites her and she fucking kicks it. <laughs> Dr. Jennings is going to be angry when his only customer is dead, to be fair. <laughs> he was hoping that she was going to be riddled with disease, apparently, which I think is pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah, but she was healthy. Yeah. It seems, I mean, I guess this makes sense with the American medical system. <laughs> he wants as much disease as possible. Yeah, those billings. Because it gets him business. He's paid by the, I guess, minute. The disease. <laughs> yeah, paid by severity. So this explains why Ross is up to this now, because he's got nothing to do. His only patient is dead. Nobody else really wants to see him because Dr. Metcalf is keeping them all away because he wants to keep his own business. So he's doing some DIY at home in his wine cellar. And... This is where I think he is trying to create patience by shooting nails straight through the floorboards where he knows his family is standing because they don't shout in time to stop. They just shout Ross and he runs upstairs and says, oh my God, I could have killed one of you. Like he already knew what he was doing. Well, he knew his kids were playing on the floor and if you're having money troubles, one less mouth to feed. <laughs> Bang, straight through the floor. Another one closer to his wife. Oh, no. Could have killed you. Yeah, I will say, well, I'm a carpenter, so I use power tools and especially nail guns quite a lot. If you shoot a joist on the floor and it goes all the way through that bit of wood and then through the floor out the other side, you're not standing in that room for very long because that whole floor, with any weight on it, would just fully collapse. That's, <laughs> it might as well be made of sawdust. Like, <laughs> well, if anything, this is a perfect setup for what happens later then. Although, maybe they overdid it a bit. There's a tease for what happens later on when the film gets good. I liked it all, but we will get to that. <laughs> so, having not heard from Mrs. Hollings, Margaret, uh, Ross goes over to check on her um, because his wife had been trying to get through it all day and her line had been busy. Uh, and this is where he finds her dead. Worried about this, obviously he calls the authorities uh, and he wants an autopsy done because he doesn't believe that it was a heart attack, uh, which Dr. Metcalf uh, alludes to it being. Uh, he believes this maybe could have been uh, a spider bite of some kind, but Dr. Metcalf refuses to allow uh, an autopsy because people should just be left alone when they're dead. Uh, we then have the quickest funeral in the world. Literally, we zip there and everybody's walking away from the funeral. And the only significance of this scene is that the gym bro guy, um, was his name Dan? Meatloaf. Uh, I think that Meatloaf, yes, Meatloaf, <laughs> uh, just offers to come down to a gym at some point uh, and he'll have a bit of work for him to do. Yeah, a good portion of this movie feels like a pilot episode about a doctor who's moved to a small town. <laughs> yes, yes it does. But I like it. And this scene next is why I like it. Because we go back to his house and he's just laid across his lovely white sofa drinking a big deep glass of red wine with this Definitely weird sort of... Definitely not his first big deep glass of red wine as well. I no. <laughs> no. And there's like music from the... Um... 
the room playing, that sort of free music you can grab anywhere. And he's drinking it, and there's no significance to the scene other than he's having a bit of a rough time and we're supposed to see that. And then it ends, and John Goodman is turning up. We know he's an alcoholic. Oh, for sure. That's what we know. (laughs) All his patients start dying off, and all we see is him getting pissed every night. Drinking all his profits. And then he goes, oh, (laughs) it's the spiders. Surely. It's not me. We're seeing him, yeah, in the day, laying on his sofa with a glass of expensive vintage red wine, and we're supposed to see this and go, poor guy, down on his luck. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there is a California champagne. Yeah, it was exactly (laughs) that. (laughs) I can leave it at that. Happy with it. Lovely. So now John Goodman turns up as Delbert. He's an exterminator. Uh, I can't remember where where he's exterminating. For some reason, I haven't uh, written this down. Do any of you know? Termites in the yeah, basement. He, he goes into the mm. basement, has a knock around, banging on walls, puts his little stethoscope to the all the different areas, and just go. And the outcome is. So what's the issue? Oh, I found nothing. Will we get an answer as to what the issue was at any point? No. Nope. It was a bit that made <laughs> me laugh in that though, when it was like, "Would any object anyone object if I tore this floor out?" And she says, "Well, I would." And he says, "False alarm, then lead on." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was good in this, to be fair. Yeah, he's, he's a re- good. really good character. He's, but I don't get his addition at all. No, it feels not like at he all. was added in after, but apparently not. Although apparently this started out as a pure horror and then was switched to a horror comedy. And I wonder if they just wrote in more doctor stuff and Dilbert, whoever the fuck his name is. Who was it? I think was it Spielberg was the pro- producer on this. Yeah. And his he- one condition was that he would have John Goodman in it because oh. they just worked together, and he really, really wanted him to play that part. Apparently, he played the part well. It just, it, it everything he did was good in isolation. But it just, it was a bit weird. Yeah, in the context of everything else happening, he was great. The part felt unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. Who, who was the better exterminator, John Goodman or Mark Williams? Well, Dilbert's middle name isn't extermination, so I think we know. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that is true. <laughs> He's got him. So Ross goes on over to the gym to meet Meatloaf uh, and fulfill those jobs that he said he'd do. And it's it's he feels the balls of 16 men in a row as they cough into him. This is a thing. This is why this is a thing. And it only seems to be a thing in America where Mm. at a certain age, as a teenage boy, you get checked for hernias where they grab you by the balls and make you cough. If you if they they think you have a hernia over here. They do an ultrasound, like a normal person. <laughs> did, you, did you say that's happened to you, Johnny? Yeah. That, when, I've never had to do this. Uh, when I was joining the army, they made us do it. And it was weird oh, then, and go. it's still weird now. Were you lined up with other men, or was it no. you on your own? <laughs> no, it was a fairly <laughs> private affair. <laughs> if you excuse the pun. <laughs> when I joined the military, no one touched my balls. <laughs> was this outside the building that they did it? Oh, yeah, no, it was before I even got there. There's a man on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> now cough for me. This is maybe, I don't know if they did this check. I think it looked like it was after practice. So they'd been running around. They'd got a sweat on. You wouldn't want to be the last person in that line when he hasn't changed his gloves. Well, this you know? is this is why Jeff Daniels takes his second victim. Kills off the <laughs> teenage Dare. boy, the sweaty, bald teenage boy, and goes off. Another spider again. For <laughs> sake. Teach you to have rancid balls. He's rocked up to this school, hung over as fuck, and they've gone 16 pairs of nuts for you to feel here. Dripping on him. Victim two. 
now. Uh, so I was going to skip this, but he does. He stays for the game to watch these men he's just uh, explored uh, and watches the entire baseball <laughs> game. And uh, one of them does drop dead on the field. It's sort of the film tries to hide it from us and sort of pretend that it wasn't a spider because we don't see a spider and he sort of just drops to the floor with everyone crowded around him. But we all know it was a spider. We we see a spider yeah, climb into his helmet and then yeah, climb out of his helmet after he dies. Everyone was not anything. paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it was very conveniently timed bite just as he gets tackled. Yeah, That could have been any player on that pitch. <laughs> I was trying to support Carl's uh, theory there, but maybe it, maybe it was a spider, boys. Well, they're his spiders in his shed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn, there it is. Ross goes home after several glasses of wine, some balls and a baseball game. And his kids, they have a little word with him because Sorry. apparently everyone around town... I'm starting is, to wonder uh, which version of the movie you watched because you've mentioned baseball twice and it was yeah. definitely American football both times. <laughs> <laughs> Evan watched an Argentinian based <laughs> baseball uh, film. Knockoff Field of Dreams. Um, <laughs> Mr. Manley was wearing a baseball cap, and that's just all I noticed at the beginning of the movie. Was the Miami not? Dolphins on it? The NFL team. Well, they're called baseball caps, though, so I'll take that. <laughs> And Ross's kids have a word with him because everyone in town is calling him Dr. Death. This is a nickname that's going around because all his patients have died so far. All two of them, but fairly, to be fair, that's still too many. We now zoom on over to Dr. Metcalf's house because he's on the treadmill with Happy Gilmore's grandmother lying in bed. Uh, he's doing a bit of a workout and the movie is alluding that he might die of a heart attack. But lo and behold, a spider... Although, to be fair, from the look of him, it was 50-50 whether or not the guy would just collapse. But the spider gives him a good old bike, and he asks his wife to call Dr. Jennings because he believes he's having a seizure. Not so fucking proud now, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Come and take What's my on? job. Save so my now life. The competition. Now the competition's just <laughs> mysteriously <laughs> been wiped out as well. <laughs> is he training these spiders? Mm. Yeah, Jennings Jennings passes the spider tenor as he walks in. Spiders? Mis- Me? No, I'm terrified of spiders. Don't check the shed. <laughs> We're missing all the scenes where he's getting spiders to jump through little hoops. <laughs> we literally literally see him cricket whispering later. Something going on with this man. Very weird. Mr. Cricket, we're all your friends. <laughs> Apparently, there was a, a team on on set where they were literally spider herders, and they had certain things that they would put on the ground that the spiders wouldn't cross. And one of them was lemon pledge, like the the furniture oh, wow. polish. And they hated the smell of it so much that it's like spider wranglers. I like to imagine they're dressed as cowboys, but that's just me. <laughs> so is spider herders a better career than small game hunter? <laughs> they're Same thing. Them into those metal cones. I wonder if there's a transition between the two you can make. <laughs> yeah, it, it's buying a gas machine. That's <laughs> the only difference. So uh, a man now turns up who, and you're going to hate me for this because I have no idea who he is. He could be a Texas Ranger. The only reason I think that is because he's wearing a bolo tie. Uh, and he, he examines the body of Dr. Metcalf with uh, Dr. Jennings, and this seems to be the first person who believes that Jennings might not be 
guilty of manslaughter and gross medical negligence, but rather that there may be spiders in the town. Cover up again. <laughs> he asks uh, Lloyd to make sure that an autopsy happens on both this body and all of the others. After that autopsy is done, Bolo Man, whose name I have no idea, so I shall Milt refer to him Briggs, as Bolo mate. Man. Milt Briggs, he's on his side. Milt Briggs is on his side. Milt Shit Briggs. gets done when you got Milt Briggs on your side. <laughs> Milt? Milt. Milt Briggs. Milt. Real name, James Milt. Handy. <laughs> oh my god. Don't think those are bad. Milk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Milt so Briggs. Milt phones Dr. Jennings uh, and reveals that Metcalf had poison in his system or venom, whichever one it is that spiders have. Sam, I know you're fucking dying to tell me which it is right now, but please hold off. And says that uh, maybe he is right about the spiders and they should exhume uh, Mrs. Hollings. Well, if we're following on the... It's venom. If we're following on <laughs> the uh, cannon, <laughs> If we're following on the headcanon that I'm calling him Jeff. Jeff has trained these little bastards and kept them as, as his own and started picking off the townsfolk to start getting more patience. This is when he turns on them and throws them under the bus. He starts revealing, look at all these spider bites. It all fits together. He played the long game. <laughs> oh, I'm loving know. this. Yeah. And they start going after his family and everything. <laughs> I think they're still on side for a bit longer because he makes sure to kill off the two pe- the guy who does the autopsy just so... The results don't get known. So, so no one finds the human bites on them. <laughs> <laughs> Vampire and Kanima. <laughs> so uh, getting a little worried about what's happening in the town, uh, Ross sends his kids away on uh, just a one-night sleepover. He's hoping to get this solved in one night. Uh, and they laugh at him because he offers them some advice uh, to say, uh, saying that if they see a spider, run, don't try fight it, don't try killing it. Uh, just just get out of there. But they sort of throw that advice away. Cut to the sleepover, and they're finishing up for the night, and the spider is sort of crawling towards them, and we've got this sort of threat that one of them is going to get bitten. But luckily, as the babysitter comes in and tells them to fucking wrap shit up because it's getting late, one of them drops a book on the spider, and then one of our kids just stands on the book and squashes the spider even more. We've got more than that, because... That spider's coming down from the ceiling and it's dropping down onto her doll. And the fucking doll wakes up and looks at the spider. And we just never discuss this part of the universe again as a sentient doll just has a spider walk over its face. Its eyes open, yeah. Its eyes do open, yeah. I didn't know how to work that into this, so I just ignored it. It was so ridiculous. I had to replay it like four times. (laughs) It's touching me! (laughs) (laughs) Like the shocked face of a doll. (laughs) You also, what you described as the girls at the sleepover are, quote-unquote, finishing up, is that they're sitting there taking turns, telling each other uh, nursery rhymes, and then just screeching the word spider occasionally and screaming. (laughs) Yeah, finishing up, bro. Like all good sleepovers do. With their possessed doll next to them. (laughs) When they're told to go to sleep, they say, we're trying, but we can't. We keep scaring each other. (laughs) What? What you want about? 
You can quite easily stop doing that. Yeah, and stop go to doing sleep, that. You? <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're doing. Just stop that. If we stop talking, the doll starts. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps looking at me. <laughs> oh, oh, bloody hell. Well, Dr. Jennings takes this chance of peace and quiet to uh, phone Dr. Atherton from the beginning of the movie, uh, as he is a, the local spider expert, to show his concern that uh, there may be some spider bites in town and, and lots of people are dying. And Atherton says something which is, I'm not sure if you checked whether or not this is true, Cole, because it was very triggering to me, that apparently there are 60 spiders per acre. Well, I've done my research. No, I haven't. I have not checked. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were about to tell me right. it was Frank Welker. I was too busy looking at the cost of wine. <laughs> and so my only note for this is spider maths. Because it's, <laughs> it's like, well, if you have 48 spiders in this hectare of land, and grow up, mate. You're a yeah. scientist, not a mathematician. Spiders leave the station at six o'clock. How would he know every spider he sees is dead because he's gassed them? <laughs> <laughs> he's like spiders are harmless mate <laughs> can't do anything I gassed an entire acre and found 60 spiders and none of them bit me <laughs> <laughs> um, but after he hears the name of the town Kanaima from uh, Dr Jennings he recognises it he knows it's familiar because uh, the man wearing the baseball cap and loving baseball from the beginning of the movie uh, Mr Manley who loved baseball definitely he realises that he probably should go down but he immediately palms this job off onto his assistant. During this time, Hollins is also exhumed, and they find a spider bite uh, on her and all of the dead bodies, so they're able to identify a pattern in all of this. And Chris, pretty fucking worried about this. Chris is the assistant, by the way, who's just been sent in by Atherton. He, he calls Atherton uh, and says, yeah, things are pretty fucked right now. These are the spiders from... Pick a South American country... And uh, they're going to shut the town down. They're going to quarantine the town if we don't do something soon. Spiders always adhere to quarantines. We know this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't bite you with a mask on. Uh, because... <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, because Atherton fucking loves spiders. His first concern is that Chris gets a specimen. Uh, so Chris now has to figure out how to kill one of these spiders. Everybody's ganging up together now to go do things. We're splitting up, guys. Uh, Ross, Chris, and Lloyd, uh, the police officer, the assistant, and our main character, along with Bolo Man. Um, Sorry. I Milk watched breaks. this movie and you're saying too many names. <laughs> <laughs> Milk? I, I had to Google to find out Ross. I didn't get another name. So Ross is our fucking main character. Chris is the assistant. Lloyd is the police officer who's now back in the mix for some reason. And Milt is Bolo Man, who may be a Texas Ranger or something. It's Milt Briggs. You need um, him on your side, Evan. <laughs> Milt they go to Mrs. Holland's house because they want to find the spider, the culprit of this, so that uh, Atherton can analyse it further and figure out what's going on. Whether or not it is the the spider from that South American country that they went to. Uh, and Chris finds some webs outside, and he's pretty sure that it's still hanging about here. Everybody's searching the house, they split up. Ross doesn't really want any part of this because he's still afraid of spiders, he's just standing in the hallway. But Lloyd's the absolute piece of shit he is, is just digging through a dead woman's cereal and helping himself, and he is the one to find uh, a dead spider that they can use as a, as a specimen. When they're looking around this house, Knowing that how deadly these spiders are, right? 
at least wear some form of protection, yeah. Maybe even oh. just some gloves. They're going through and they're just okay, rattling yeah. shit and like yeah. looking in cups and whatever you like not Touching even like the some tongs. With his finger. Yeah, this was the scene but, I was referencing earlier where the suspense is awful. Is she has a load of mugs hung up and he's just tapping each one to see if there's a spider in it. Oh, gets you all tense. <laughs> Incredibly suspenseful scene. It's very well done. Well, we'll extend that soon because Atherton isn't happy with a dead spider. He wants a live one, so we will be heading back there. But first, we get the best <laughs> and worst scene in this movie. It is oh, God. also unnecessary because I-, I-, I don't know why it's here, but it is good. We're over at Meatloaf's house and his daughter's just gotten in the shower. She's all nice and naked and I bet you can guess what fucking happens next. A six-foot spider crawls into the shower there and they have a bit of a touch together. (laughs) Goes on a slip and slide down her cleavage. Yep. So it hits her face, which she doesn't notice. It full-on clumps her in the face from the ceiling, yeah. Crawls down her... Well, it slides down her breast. It's actually... You know, it made me rumble a little bit. Drink. <laughs> nice. Uh, and it's not until it gets down to her nether regions that uh, she panics a bit uh, and flicks it into the, the shower drain. Does she? I didn't see that bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the unrated version. <laughs> yeah, this is the version where everybody was playing baseball instead of American football. I must have got the director's cut. <laughs> yeah. In Peru. <laughs> Yeah, but it's all for naught because the spider's washed away and nobody sees what it was or why this happened. And then all of a sudden, we're back at Mrs. Holling's house uh, to search for a live spider. This is just Chris and Ross this time. And he's been specifically told to to get a specimen. He's got nothing with him. No gloves, uh, no equipment to, to, to grab the spider, like you said. And once they do find a spider, once it jumps out from behind the curtain and onto the table... He's wearing a jean jacket, which have famously shallow pockets, where he's trying to reach in, and out he brings the smallest little Tupperware. You could maybe get a custard cream in, and tries to catch the spider with that. It's only because Dr. Jennings distracts the spider by doing a bit of a jerky movement that Chris is able to get it, and they take that back to the lab for, for Dr. Arthur. For the American listeners, custard creams are quite small biscuits. <laughs> And biscuits are... (laughs) So this is where uh, Ross meets Dr. Atherton finally, uh, and they discuss the possibility that the spider may have hitched a ride back in Mr. Manley's uh, coffin and been the one to uh, invade Kanaima. Atherton then analyses the the spider they found, uh, and as we found out at the start of the movie, same here, they have no sexual organs. These are drone... These are... These are the drones because they yes. have a social structure like ants. Bees, but yeah. they ants but they bees. don't because the drones leave and go and kill people. The soldiers stay and kill people, but and the general the nest. stays, fucks and kills people. Is that the social structure? <laughs> the social structure obviously is like yeah, in like bees and ants is to facilitate a kind of foraging behavior. They're just. Fucking spiders killing everyone. There's no. They don't need a society. <laughs> it's not as if they bring in anything back to each other. No. They all just kill someone no. and eat them themselves, and then move on. Also, at this point, if there's all these spiders everywhere else, surely their home house is going to be completely overrun. 
is going to be full yeah. of spiders, right? And they've been in there this whole time. But weirdly, Meatloaf's house is full of them. <laughs> but the barn that's 20 metres away from the house... They have. They've, they've been in there the whole time. Not that we would know that, yeah. because the wife... I've already forgotten her name again. Is, has such a minor part in this film, despite being the one who isn't pissing herself every time she sees a spider. He doesn't even think to bring her into this little fucking Delta squad of spider catchers. <laughs> well, that's money in his pocket if she gets bitten. So he's not going to turn up. <laughs> so yeah, this is where uh, Afton reveals that the, the spider that came over in that coffin mated with a normal house spider uh, and created this sort of army of a new species, I suppose. Uh, but he also says that they must destroy uh, the, the primary nest, which is where this, they call it a general spider. This is the one that came over uh, and the eggs are. I suppose we're supposed to think if you kill the general, all the rest sort of die off. They said that they don't have a long lifespan or something, didn't they? And that, oh, and that oh. after a certain amount of time, they'll start producing reproductive spiders. I think that's what the, there's a time frame set. Okay. It's a time frame set on something that's never happened before on a species they know nothing about. <laughs> yeah. This is definitely going to happen, we know for sure. It's a species they know nothing about, which has mated with another species they don't know which one to produce a hybrid no one's ever seen and they know nothing about. And they're like, oh no, we can confidently say that in two generations time, <laughs> they'll be all reproducing with each other. All we do know for sure is that it was definitely baseball. Anyway, we're now on our <laughs> way over to Irv's house, uh, who lives at the funeral home. I actually can't remember why we're going over here, but it's not going to matter for long well, because... It's so Jeff can kill his last victim. Well, success. Because as him and his wife are watching Wheel of Fortune, as they always do, uh, she dips her hand into the big bowl of popcorn and there's a spider in there and she puts that fucker in her mouth. Oh, Cut two. Ross and Chris arriving at Irv's house... They are dead. Oh no! I'm too late to save her. <laughs> well, they didn't. They knew that they were. They weren't going to answer the phone because Wheel of Fortune was on, and they always yep. take the phone off the hook. <laughs> and everyone knows it. Proper small town shit, <laughs> California. Did you see the uh, the mannequin they'd left in place of the man because the spider was crawling across his face? Oh yeah. No. Oh, I urge you to Shiny, take another look. It. <laughs> It is man-adjacent, for sure, but only <laughs> if you look at it for half a second. If you pause like I did, it looks a lot less like a man than you would like. Was it the dolly from earlier? Could be. <laughs> Just well, in man's No, clothes. its eyes weren't as open. <laughs> 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 so at the same time, Atherton and Lloyd uh, have gone over to Jennings' barn because Atherton believes he knows where the nest is. He saw a picture at Jennings' office uh, and thought, yeah, that's exactly where spiders would love to hang out. Uh, somehow he knows less than the exterminator does about spiders, even though he's a spider expert. But he does get killed by a spider there, so I guess he's kind of right as he's crawling about. This is fucking mad, by the way. He's crawling about, <laughs> gone in on his own, and says out loud, it's supper time, come and get it. And then is fucking shocked out of his mind when a spider jumps at him and crushes his face with his fangs. Of course that was going to happen. Don't, don't, don't worry, I saw this on my gap year. <laughs> yeah it makes no sense he has no plan just goes in no. purposefully twangs the web to attract the spider yes and attracts the spider 
a spider that he knows is more potent than any other spider that they've ever found. Yeah, let's go and just taunt it, shall we? <laughs> and he's got no weapons or anything. Why don't he just go up to the shed, get his big gas gun, and just gas the shed? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't bring the gas gun. never see the gas gun again, do we? <laughs> That's true. He was more than happy to kill the bugs that he was actually trying to study, and he's very gentle towards the bugs, which are a massive threat to everyone in the area. Yeah. At the same time, uh, Chris Ross and Delbert, who is uh, John Goodman's character, the exterminator, <laughs> lots of names in this movie, uh, also trying to identify where the nest is. They're looking a little map uh, on, on the bottom of the car, just letting those corpses rot in the building behind them. Would have been a more like exciting scene if we just hadn't found out where the nest was, but I suppose it is in a different location later. We see them going onto the map and plotting where all the deaths have been, and it sort of detracts from the horror a bit when it's just the houses next door yeah. this doctor's Five been houses. saying yeah. it's going to be this town and the next town and then it's like well it's not even been the street so far it's been a small <laughs> cul-de-sac of people but I should probably save this for when you ask me if I thought it was good do I but it does feel like a movie where it almost feels like a horror movie happened Oh no, yeah. a horror movie almost happened, but we stopped it before it could happen, so three people died. Close one, yeah. yeah. We nearly had a movie there, boys. Cut. If it had ended differently, it could have been the start of a different movie. Yeah. And if you take the spiders out, this is an episode of Frasier. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, so Dilbert follows Atherton into the barn, uh but he can't quite see him. Uh, so he's going to start killing some spiders. And as he's ruffling about and shooting some little fuckers, Atherton's body swings down from the rafters, already completely decimated by the spiders that are in there. But fucking good, he deserved it, the poncy prick. Now, Jennings arrives home uh, with the others. Uh, and this is my favourite scene in the movie because he enters a completely normal house and Mrs Jennings and the two kids are just watching TV. Nothing strange is going on. And as soon as Jennings mm. arrives, the wife points against the wall and there is one spider and then she points back to the TV and every single surface mm. in the room is covered <laughs> in spiders. It's like Sam said, they've come for their revenge. They know <laughs> they helped him out and now... He's trying to blame it all on them. Yeah, it totally is that. But he had so, so much time. He walks into the... He moseys on into the house, just taking his sweet fucking time to walk into that room. Nothing's happening. All he has to say is, we need to get out of the house. But he doesn't. He, he stands there for like a full minute, glancing around the room until it's full of spiders and then goes... <laughs> Oh, Good. actually, we should leave. <laughs> I meant to tell you this. I would have shouted it from the front door. <laughs> exactly. Come out here. <laughs> Still in the car, in. beeping the horn. <laughs> well, they don't even go outside. He takes all of them to the bathroom upstairs, uh, assuming that spiders are allergic to doors, uh, which they are not. Uh, they then try to climb out the window, but that doesn't work either. They, they get out, but he remains trapped in the house. So he takes the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy method of dealing with things and whips them with towels. They're not allergic to towels either. Instead of going out the window, he runs back into the house filled with spiders. <laughs> this time also Delbert, uh, Delbert enters the house and starts 
trying to exterminate things but um doesn't really do much because they're resistant to everything and ross takes a big old tumble from from the second floor <laughs> down to the wine cellar so quite a hefty blow yeah. crashes right through the floorboards uh into the wine cellar. Yeah. Yeah. That would have happened in Act 1. Just <laughs> from <laughs> walking <laughs> into the kitchen. <laughs> and this is where they discovered that the, the primary nest, which is also another fucking shit name, primary nest, yeah. is in the wine cellar. And there's a big old, old egg sack just built into one of those, one of the corners. And how does he know it's an egg sack? Grabs hold of it and gets the spiders to cough. very good (laughs) oh good stuff and you were worried you didn't have notes Carl (laughs) I was so proud when I wrote that down he also he doesn't realise it's the nest straight away he does the same thing he did earlier entering that room where he lies there for a full minute kind of going through things in his head waiting for the big fuck off wolf spider to show up and then he goes Oh, it's the nest. <laughs> I should go outside. Um, <laughs> so he, he fights the queen spider here who shows up immediately to, to defend the nest. Uh, so he has a bit of a, a tussle with that. Uh, it ends with him sort of flicking it off his chest into the fuse box and it, it fries yeah. there. And he ends that sort of interaction by saying therapy which i know is a callback to when his wife took him just to look at spiders in the barn Mm. but i didn't understand the impact or significance of it but i'll leave it to you guys to watch that film uh, and find out if that means anything to you by that logic if you're scared of anything you should kill it so like (laughs) if you're scared of dogs murder a dog And then no, put it in the fuse box. Oh yeah, I'll be murder it. Electrocuted to death until it blows up and like explodes with ooze. That was quite a cool practical effect, actually. I thought that was pretty cool. This whole sequence is quite good to be fair. I I wasn't sure whether or not there were real spiders. Well, I'm sure there weren't because you can't train a spider to fight a man. So I'm sure there were animatronics of some kind, but it was still very good. Also, no spiders are that big. They used the the main big boy spider when they weren't using like a robot one or like a model one. Apparently there was only one of these spiders in America and to make it look more formidable, they put prosthetics on it to like make it look more intimidating. So it was was a bird-eating tarantula, apparently, which has an eight-inch leg span, was that? Rather than wingspan, leg span. Yeah. Eight-inch what? It demolished that spider. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) so this first fight ends uh, and begins an immediate another fight with the the main general spider who is slightly larger and more ferocious than the first but this fight begins with uh, jeff ross already trapped under a bookshelf (laughs) i've not got much to say about this other than it's cool and horrible you keep saying jeff ross and that is a comedian (laughs) i know i know (laughs) some roast battle u.s Ross, Ross. <laughs> so he gets trapped under the like the wine bottles. That's this bit, right? Yeah, I thought that this gets. was going to be like his story arc of like being terrified, and then it's going to be this bit where he, it's all of his like precious things. He's surrounded by his mo- like moneyed wine, <laughs> and then he kills the spider, and then it's all of that. But then there's another bit after this. They could have so easily wrapped it up in that one bit so neatly, but also. That wine rack isn't that heavy. 
all of the absolutely wa- not. All the bottles are broken, and that he could just crawl out from underneath that quite easily. I, I I posit. We have already established that once he's on the ground, he stays there. He doesn't move. He just waits for the next <laughs> thing to happen. Well, it's not my turn because I've just got down here. <laughs> So to fight this spider, it is quite cool. So he, he starts setting fires around the place to fight it. Uh, he gives it a bat. It jumps back at his face. And he as it's it jumping at, at him. <laughs> Don't do that. He shoots the <laughs> nail down through the spider into the egg sack. And it all catches on fire. Very cool stuff. There's a great there's a great bit in there just before that. where um, So obviously the reason that they didn't want to wrap it all up in that convenient moment is because they're like, oh, we still got more spider shit to do. Yeah. We're still going to have him you know, throwing cognac at it or whatever the fuck he was throwing. And there's one bit where he figures out that it's in a pipe. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what the pipe is, but there's a pipe running across the ceiling and he figures out it's in there because he can hear it going through. Yeah. He stands at one end with a torch ready to, oh, it's, um, it, it, it's, uh, what is it? A lighter yeah. and a spray. Yeah. Can. Deodorant type thing. And then the second he flicks the light off, the little thing, tick, 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 Right up to him. Best scene in the oh, film, as far as I'm God. concerned. Absolutely hilarious. Scared Supersonic spider jumping onto him. Hilarious. That's when he falls to the floor. So I should have gone over this. He falls to the floor and the spider sort of climbs up his leg. And this has quite a lot of sexual tension to it too, because he's not doing anything. He good battered away, but he's down again, isn't he? So not his turn. But this is this is the throwback to his yes. two-year-old trauma. And it crawls up in... Looks like it's going to bite for a second, but luckily there's that plank on his chest and he gives that a good whack and it flies across the room. Like a medieval trebuchet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Catapults! <laughs> and then that's when he nails it to the to the egg sack. Yeah, it sets on fire, doesn't stop it, keeps going towards him. Yeah. Like flaming left for dead zombie style. And uh, yeah, then he blasts it across the room with a nail gun, which I'm informed is completely accurate. They- do not work like that. <laughs> Trust me, I've tried. Not with spiders, like, specifically, but... My therapy was cats. <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically the end of this main movie bit. Uh, we do get a sort of end scene where they we find out they've moved back to San Francisco, glad to be rid of these spiders. And there's kind of this joke which I guess is only an in for people who live in San Francisco, where as soon as they get back and they're unpacking, there's like a, a tremor for, for an earthquake. And I suppose that's better in some ways to loads of spiders, but yeah. in some other ways not. Mm. I thought the lesson was, isn't life just awful wherever you are? Yeah, it made me appreciate living in the UK, where we don't have <laughs> anything poisonous and we live near no fault lines. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that is the movie. Boys, anything else to add before oh, we move on? Can't forget about that song at the end in the credits. Have I missed? Oh, something? I was well tuned out by that <laughs> happening. What was Jimmy it, Buffett? Yeah. I've got the lyrics here. Uh, don't bug me, don't mug me. I'm better left alone. Let me twirl in my world, out in the wild unknown. Night crawling, free falling. Just don't get in my way. Don't squish me or death wish me. That's all I have to say. Oh my God. Excellent. <laughs> uh, and I'll just jump That's in. Beautiful. Uh, before Sam rips your throat out, spiders aren't bugs. <laughs> they are arachnids. <laughs> Venomous, my friend. <laughs> yeah, that is a real song. It is on Spotify if anyone wants to... Have a little lesson called Don't Bug Me. Amazing. I will. Don't. Maybe I'll have it as the outro this week. 
Well, have you got any bad reviews for us, Sam? Yeah, I've uh, I've got a few together. Um, it slowed down a little bit, kind of recently. A few here, they're fairly short ones though. So Nick G fifty two gives it three and a half stars. Says uh, pretty all right, but having said that, go fuck yourself as hard as possible. <laughs> Which I think kind of sums up a lot of people's uh, opinion of this, which is, yeah, it's an all right film, but it gave me arachnophobia. Oh, okay. Yeah. A lot of the sentiment against this was that they have had their lives destroyed by it, but have to admit it's a decent film. The next one, Rory Gil... I can't say that name. Rory Gilroy gave it five stars. Says, I love this movie and everything about it. Five stars. Open brackets. Please help. I rated this movie three stars and then I found six spiders in my room. (laughs) (laughs) Sent from beneath the bookcase. (laughs) Presumably his doll then opened its eyes on its own. (laughs) I get all of these from Letterboxd, but this last one I got of Rotten Tomatoes, which is always less consistent, but weirder in every way. So 0.5 stars. Lame like a llama. Arachnophobia was horrible, terrible shit. Piece of shit. DVD front case says two thumbs up. I say those thumbs are up their asses. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Which, Thank you yeah, for those. Which sounds. I really liked. <laughs> Didn't it get a really high score on Rotten Tomatoes? It's like 90 odd percent or something, isn't it? Oh, I don't think it was. I think critics quite liked it, but uh, the audience was not as fond no. because, as I said, it ruined their lives. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want from a film. Well, we have arrived at the question, uh, and I have nightmares about you both trying to say it at the same time. Are we all going to, all so three of us at just, the same time. You can do it if you want, just one of us do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, so, you so think, you think that, that, that was, was, Ev, come on. Good. Do you? Johnny, so you think that was good, do you? <laughs> you know what? I I had, haven't watched it since I was probably a teenager and I was a bit tentative to, to revisit it again, but I thought it was pretty good. I thought it held up. I thought there was there was stakes and it, it was actually quite scary in points for me. It, a lot of jump scares. It got me. I mean, there was obviously a lot of unnecessary shit in it that didn't have to be there and some weird storylines that just weren't really any good but yeah i thought it was good good sam good stood the test of time then uh this is my first time watching this i didn't have any uh prior viewing it was it was a weird one i think like it's called a horror comedy mm-hmm. on you know that's that's the uh, genre it's been given the comedy is bizarre sometimes it lands sometimes it doesn't there are some funny things i would like to see how it would have turned out if they'd gone further in on the on the horror but yeah there was some there was some really good horror scenes there was some good scares so yeah i definitely enjoyed it i just i want to see what it would have been like if they'd gone all in on that if bloody spielberg hadn't come along and ruined it is what i'm saying the amateur fucking dilbert <laughs> exactly what about what about you two i've I kind of gave it away earlier i definitely enjoyed it but it always felt like a movie was going to start at some point. There's far too much. 
trying to become the new doctor in a small town for me. <laughs> but yeah, if it had yeah. leaned more into the horror side of things, it really felt like there was something there. And when they released the remake that was announced last year... Not again. Mm-hmm. Okay, Maybe they will do that. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ev? I fucking loved this. I see what you mean about it being a bit light on both, but whatever blend of the two it is, is the perfect movie for me. I'd never seen this before. I love all the small town doctor stuff going on, but I'm a big fan <laughs> of Frasier. I could watch that shit all day. I was already afraid of spiders, so this didn't make me feel sick in any way. Just sort of exemplified it for me. The comedy, I agree. I don't think it was a horror comedy. It was not like it was ever playing on the scenes that were supposed to be scary and making them funny like they usually do. There were just really odd bits of strange laughs during, like when the music would suddenly change for no reason or the boy was really interested in the dead crow, things like that, which I thought were really funny and a, a good addition to this. In a, I liked the way they didn't mix. I would watch this again a thousand times. Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> I think it would be better as like a as a TV series now if it would be made as like a limited TV series, Definitely. like six parts yeah. or something. That would work. Like Frasier. But... <laughs> <Yeah>. Syndicated <laughs> television program. Yeah, Two whole episodes just devoted to becoming a doctor. Great. I think Pre-med. it'd be great if they did. It would give them the breathing room to do both things. Because, yeah, they had to kind of rush the Doctor stuff a little bit and kind of shove it to one side. See, I would if say they, they really didn't rush went it enough. In, <laughs> but if they, if they had time to go in on it, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see it. TV show. Someone make it. Don't worry, we've asked now, so they'll do it. Is that everything, boys? Fan- yes, please. Fantastic. Well, that about wraps it up. Johnny, is there anything... You want to plug or say? Do you want to tell people where to find you? Uh, yeah, find me on SoundCloud, Spotify. My Instagram is Pantol Music. Have a look on there. I've released some stuff very recently. Got a lot of stuff coming out in the next few months. Got gigs and stuff if you're in London, Bristol. So, yeah, come on down. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining us, Johnny. It has been fantastic. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. I have indeed. Thank you very much for having me, boys. You are welcome anytime. Welcome. Thanks for coming on. We'll get you back soon. Well, thank you so much for listening and thank you boys for joining me. Join us again next week uh, when we will be watching Movie Yet Undetermined because we're recording too far ahead of this release date to figure out a film. Uh, Don't forget to leave us a five-star review uh, and follow us over at So You Think Pod on Twitter. Until then, uh, they were mostly just normal-sized spiders, which are scary, but not scary enough to be the centre of a horror movie. Goodbye.